Hey, everybody, welcome in to The Wrap on Ash Wednesday. For all you Catholics out there here on NRM Streamcast, Fat Tuesday Past. It's just a regular day for me, by the way. Uh, I'm back from Florida, went and saw the Tigers for a few days, and uh, Clarence and Darren took care of the house. Did you find the dent in the Studebaker? I, no, everything was good. And I put the Manischewitz back. You did. You did well. I put the lock back on the cabinet, by the way. Tom Azaway and friends. Clarence Black in the house, as always. Uh, we're joined by the Sandman, Brendan Sennett. What's up, kid? How's it going, Mass? Doing good to good. see you, buddy. Look Kinda, good. Thanks, Got some man. sun. Just a little. Sat right. out there. Got in a little shade, a little sun. Didn't want to get burned. You know, I, got, I don't... Have much coverage, of course, on the top here. You got some Steph Curry going on, though. I do. SPF I do. I like 90 up there, I I, right, Matt? I'm just going to wind up shaving it any, any day now. It's going to just get shaved one of these days. I don't know what kind of shape head I have, though, but we'll, we'll figure it out. TJ Lang in the house with us today <coughs> on <coughs> NFL Wednesday. What oh, NF, excuse me, Lions GM. Oh, TJ yeah. Lang in the house with us. Clarence coined that. What's up, buddy? Thank you very much. I'm doing well. How you doing? Thanks for coming in, man. How was the snow ride in? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's nothing you know? for you, right? You're from yeah, Green yeah. Bay for crying you out loud. You know, I'm used to years. it. You know, I've lived up here in the north my whole life, and, yeah. uh, you know, you, you get used to it. You how know, was biggest, it in, the, the how was it in Green Bay weather-wise? How was it? About the same as Detroit, you know, yeah. a little bit uh, a little bit cooler. I think you had more wind, obviously, coming off the lake, and uh, a little bit more of the snow effects. You know, we wouldn't, of course. We wouldn't get a lot of snow, as in it wouldn't snow often, but when it did, it would Man, it would come down. It would. You know, it but would you know dump. what? I always heard that the fans would show up at Lambeau and they'd let them, they'd shovel out yeah. the stands, right? Yeah, they pay them. How uh, awesome was that? It's they, amazing. They pay them about, you know, I think it's like 10 bucks. You know, you go get in line, bring a shovel, or they give you a shovel and they create these. Uh, these ramps on the stairways that you just shovel the snow, snow to the ramp and uh, it goes down to the field level. They bulldoze it all out. And Isn't that cool, it's pretty man. cool, man. It's it's. Uh, I've seen it a couple times in person because, um, you know, Saturdays before the games when you have family in town, you go take a tour, or whatever it is, and you yeah. see hundreds of people up in the stands shoveling, <laughs> shoveling the snow. You don't get to see that very often. Oh, it's great. It's a great uh, community event. I think everybody looks forward to when it snows uh, in Green Bay during football season. And it's the only uh, publicly publicly owned uh, team in all of the sports. Right. Somehow yeah. it's publicly owned. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure, but I'm sure someone's got their hands uh, exactly where they yeah. need them. But Somebody's that would be nice to have a piece there. of that. Do you have a, you have a piece of stock from Green Bay? Um, I don't personally. I've gotten some from my family. You know, from my family members before. I love them. Um, to me, I don't know how that whole thing was legal. To be honest with I you, swear. <laughs> I want I want to get a piece of stock. <laughs> You're selling a piece of paper. You want a piece of stock says, in the Packers? I do. It says Why? it's Why not, not worth anything. I know you, know, it's you not can't worth trade it. You but can't to me, give it away. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> I want it. Can it's cool. No, it's a great. It's a great. Uh, you know, mem- piece of memorabilia, I guess. It but is. what 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 does it really mean when you share it with uh, you know? 20 other million people. I know. And it right. kind of loses a little bit of value. It's about the same as order as owning Boardwalk and Park Place. Yeah, you know? just about, yeah. <laughs> hey, but That's you're, mission, you're going man. bankrupt, you want, I'm, I'm going to get you some stock, man. I'm going to get you some Packer stock. You will? I, I kid you not. I'm if it's the it. last thing I do on this planet, I'm going to get you some Packer stock. Thanks, brother. I'm going to frame it, too. <laughs> we are here on The Wrap on a midweek here at NRM Streamcast. Lots to talk about. And, of course, we're going to talk NFL to lead it off since we got the GM of the Lions in the house here, T.J. Lang. And just about an hour ago, the NFLPA represents, representatives voted 17-14 to 14 with one abstention in favor of that new CBA deal. A simple majority of the league's roughly 2,000 players now is needed. So, T.J., I know you're not for this. There's a lot of people that aren't for it. I know J.J. Watt is very active, not saying Damian Woody is on your side here as well. 
Uh, roughly, it's making the season 17 games. Uh, they're going to give the players a little bit more of the pie, a little bit more money, probably not anything near what they deserve, but they'll get a little bit more. They'll get a little bit of a raise. But it seems like the guys that are just hanging on in the league, the lesser players, the guys that are hardly playing, practice squad guys and all of that, they get a vote on this. They're part of the NFLPA, and it seems that there's a chance that this thing might pass here. And if it does, it goes into effect this year. More playoff teams and extra game. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. I, I think right now, um, I, first of all, I don't know what the big rush was to get this thing done so early. I it's mean, good till next another, March, you, you guys. Yeah, year. yeah, you got till next March. Um, it's basically, I, I think right now, what's happening is the equivalent of a high-priced free agent signing an extension a month before for free agency for half the deal. You know, yeah. I, I just I, I don't see any reason why you have to rush to get this in now, especially with everything we've seen. Um, it's not worth it. I mean, and you break down the revenue. I think it said you know a hundred million dollars goes to the players. That's divided by thirty-two teams, and about three million dollars a team. You divide that between fifty-five guys. That's about fifty thousand extra dollars. You know, and I know yeah. that 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 appeases that you know that's obviously very appealing to the majority of the NFL, where 65 percent of these guys are making you know five hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand dollars, whatever league minimum is now. But um, it's just unfortunate that this is the, the the CBA talks have come to this point again, where you know the the players are are voting really for their for the past, you know, yeah. being for the young guys, and and totally neglecting the future. I think there's a lot more important things on the table that that just keep getting swept under the rug. And I had a chance to vote as a young guy in 2011 when we had our lockout. Right. Um, I was a young guy, you know, I was coming off my second year. We just won the Super Bowl. It was cool having the whole year off, you know, the whole summer off. Um, I didn't really put a lot of thought into uh, what my future was going to be like and and how I could affect, how could I, how, 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 how I could vote to affect uh, the retired guys and and make their lives a little bit easier. And I I regret that. I wish I would have thought more into it. And unfortunately, it's just where we are now. You know, the NFL owners, they're trying to, they're trying to appeal to the majority of the league, and the majority of the league is young guys who don't make a lot of money. And um, that's pretty good money. It's it's pretty good money. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot of money. But yeah. you know, if, if you got a guy making four hundred thousand, you could tell him he gets four hundred fifty thousand. That's a lot bigger deal I than can. a guy making ten million. Uh, up to right. ten million fifty thousand. That's so, amazing. Unfortunately, the the majority of the players are probably going to vote it through, and it's just it's going to be another not. ten years before we. Uh, before right, we it is see a ten year. Change. It's a ten year deal because you guys voted back in twenty eleven. Yep. Now you're voting in twenty twenty one, and twenty thirty would be the next CBA and a next chance. Now they're going to have a new TV deal here pretty soon, and it's going to increase by tenfold. I mean, it's going to only go up. So, like you said. They're taking the easy way out now. If you wait a little, that TV money comes in. All of a sudden, right. that ten percent raise you're getting as a four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar a year player, it's pittance. Yeah. TJ, how much? Get. How much of this is? How much of this is fear? And what I mean by that is, you guys got. I mean, the, the economic disparity in the NFL is is crazy. Maybe the craziest of of any of the of the major sports because you might have your Richard Sherman, and then your your practice squad guy, but you're talking about each their votes being equal yeah so you know how much of this is driven by guys on the lower end of the economic tier maybe feeling like man i can't afford a lockout oh like, yeah i'm, I'm checked yeah. i'm checked that's, check. that's what the whole thing yeah. is about majority i mean yeah i mean obviously when you have 65 percent of the league that uh those guys don't want to miss game checks those guys can't afford to miss game checks i think we saw it 
back in 2011, we were close. I mean, we brought it right up to training camp before we got the deal done. And I think a lot of it was because guys started to fear, um, I can't miss out on this on this game yeah. check. You know, there were guys taking uh, incredible amounts uh, of money from, um, you know, loan sharks and 25, 30 percent interest. Yeah. And it was really? just it was just yeah. insane. And it almost cool. bankrupted a lot of players because. And it's not just the, the young guys. I mean, there was a lot of old guys that were doing it that didn't know how to manage their money. The guys that were making $8 million a year that, you know, you're reading stories about going, what the, what the hell are you doing? You know, why are you living that way? So I think, yeah, I think majority of it is it ultimately comes down to players don't want to miss a game check. And when the majority of your league feels that way, you're never really going to get anything, any, any major changes. It's got to take – you got to have a union that's going to be strong to say – Guys, we gotta miss time. We gotta make the owners hurt. We gotta we gotta make them feel you know feel the pain before we get what we ultimately want. And when the majority of your league doesn't feel the way you know feel that way, it's not gonna happen. T.J. Lang, our guest today, our special guest here on NRM Streamcast, the wrap with uh, Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett, uh, here on a Wednesday. Thanks to the Jim Reels, the best, the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios here in Farmington. And we're talking about the NFLPA who just voted in. Uh, the well, they voted that they like this deal, this new CBA that the NFL has put out. Now, almost 2,000 NFL players get to vote on this majority rule. So, if it's 2,000 players, 1,001 vote yes. But these are the reps, it's, right? It's, these are the so reps. The reps are saying, now it goes to the players. So, so TJ, how does that? So, for the average person trying to figure this, so the reps represent the players. So, is this each, each team. team is a rep? Yes. yes. Yep. So 17, the, 14, and one said. I so when the rep says, is the rep speaking for the entire, from the from the last guy in the practice squad to to Stafford? Is that rep yeah, like you represent your team? You know, you, you usually uh, come back. You have meetings every couple months, whatever it is, with your your team leaders. Um, sit down, go over some major issues, kind of feel out the room, and then he votes um, basically however the team feels. Um, so if there's, you know, 50 guys are in favor and two guys aren't, you know, the 50 guys get that vote, you know. And, and ultimately, I think uh, – but also, I, I, I think – I'm not sure. I, I keep reading about uh, the meetings that have been taking place in Indianapolis the last couple of days. And exec, there's some executive board. I don't know what that's made up of, if that's former players or your union guys. They actually voted this deal down. And then they went to the player reps, the 32-player reps – and they voted it in. So it's like you must have a couple guys who just <laughs> aren't on board, you know, because I know most – and the reps, you, you get voted by your team to, to be a leader of, uh, you know, right. for the union um, negotiations and whatnot. But uh, there must just be a couple guys who just, you know, maybe they have young teams. I don't know what it is, the guys that just feel pressure to get the deal done because it, everything I've read so far, it was highly encouraged to vote this down. And unfortunately, it got voted passed. And when it goes to the players, it's going to go to majority vote, like we've talked about. Majority of the guys are going to want more money, whether it's you know, even if it's fifty thousand dollars, they don't care. It's a big deal. It's still something, Brandon. So TJ, break it down for a guy like me. You know, talk to me like I'm talk to me like I'm an idiot because I am. Um, You know, so and I'm actually and I'm and I'm I'm the resident. I'm a Boston native too. So everything comes back to the Patriots for me. You dumbass. There we go. See, there you go. Um, Stupid and Patriots. I got rid of it. You know, oh, kids okay. were mean in the eighties, man. Um, so, anyways, what I've read, and 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 kind of a light bulb went off when you guys were both talking. And I know Bob Kraft drives a lot of these negotiations with the TV deal and whatever. And what I've read is, if the CBA gets pushed through, it actually increases the Patriots' chances of keeping Brady because then they can hide 
the cap hit, right? So is is that maybe why some of the owners are behind this? Is could could a guy like Kraft be kind of shoving this down the player's throat because then he could keep Brady, bury some of that dead money, and 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 you know because the new CBA that the, the dead money that of this current deal move forward is, is there funky things like that going on? Um, I don't know. That's a good question though. I'm not sure. I, I really haven't you know. I've never really dived into that aspect of the negotiations. But what you did say, as far as the owners kind of, you know, pressuring the players, obviously they have all all the leverage. You know, they have all the leverage. They get all the money. They get 50% to split between 32. We get 50% to split between 2,000. You know, and it's just – and obviously the the owners control the media. You know, have you you seen one report so far of guys who who have been pro – um, you know, NFLPA. No, it's all about what they the owners are offering. It's called and the this, NFL this, this big golden, you know, <laughs> gift that basket that they're offering the players. And from all the pressure you get from the media, from the owners, um, as a player, you know, then it turns into the fans. You know, when the owners start to, you know, shift the narrative and make the players out to be greedy human beings. Right. I, I think all, when you for, force, when you co- you know, compile all that together. It can definitely, uh, it can definitely put some pressure on you. As far as the salary cap stuff, I have no idea. I mean, okay. I don't know. When it comes to Tom Brady, it kind of, for me right now, it kind of seems like he's a guy that's ready to get paid for a couple of years. You know, I think it's, it's obviously well documented. He's been um, underpaid for what he offers. To doesn't the, to need the, the money league, though. But now he doesn't. He His doesn't wife makes need twice it. But what you know what? Makes. If I he know, gets why, a chance, why not yeah. take it? I every, get it. Everybody wants a chance to be. You know, it, ultimately, when you're the highest paid, you get to say you're the best. And Tom Brady's obviously been the best for a long time. He's never had the compensation to reflect that. Although it's been a lot of money, he's never been in the top three of right. uh, highest paid quarterbacks. So maybe it's his time to say, you know what, I'm going to submit myself. I'm going to be the highest paid quarterback ever, you know, at least for a year or two. Yep. And that's that's kind of maybe it's the, the last uh, last check mark that he wants to put on his resume. And we're going to talk about the uh, NFL free agency soon here, but I, I still want to keep this going. Uh, as far as uh, the NFL Network and NBC, CBS, ESPN, Fox, you know they want this deal to go through. It's an extra two wild card games on the opening week, which is an amazing. You know, I mean, they they spend all this money on these games to push their TV shows. Mm-hmm. That's why they spend all this money. That's how a TV station stays alive. That's why Fox spent all that money to take the NFC away from CBS years ago. And then hire all their talent away from them. Then CBS got back in the game. NBC got back in the game. They all want a piece of the NFL. And they all want more playoff games. We all want less preseason games. And when I was a kid, there was six preseason games. It was horrible. Wow. But now, as a season ticket holder, you got to buy. Those tickets cost just as much as any other game. Yeah. And now, but the Lions and other teams have kind of like, they kind of tell you, no, we're going to charge you less for the preseason. But then they charge you more when the Cowboys come in right. or when the Packers come in. So they get their money either way. Yeah. So one less preseason game, one more regular season game. And I'm telling you, as I've been saying it, the Super Bowl will be played on President's Weekend. So everyone will have Monday, Monday after the, the Super Bowl. Of, I've been saying it for, for 10 years probably. That's when it's going to happen. Yeah. Again, when I was a kid, the game was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I know I'm an old, I'm an old fuddy-duddy, but... How did Red Grange feel about the CBA? No, I was I'm not him? that old, man. I was talking in the 70s here, man. But if you think about the craziness of it, Max, <laughs> yeah. like it it is a multi it's probably it's probably a multi-trillion dollar impact across the board. Fantasy football, all of the, yep. the betting sites, Vegas, everything associated with that extra game. 
Heck everything yeah. associated with an extended season. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, if I had that extra game, man, I could. I might have. It's all about our league. It's all about the money, man. Yeah. You know, and I, I think when you look at it, the whole the whole thing that drives this. I took Jameis. These negotiations are the t- is the TV money, right? Because when oh, you go yeah. to seventeen games, each team is only going to get one extra home game every two years. Right. You know, you can only have nine home games. The other team's going to still have eight. Or they give you a neutral site. You can't go eight and a half. You That's know? when they might go to the international game. <laughs> right. Everyone you might go play to inter- international. Right. Game. You might go to international, yeah. but there's going to be half the half the teams. You know, this year if they go to 17 games, they're still only going to get eight. Right, they're going to be pissed. Where, where the money oh, comes in from the TV contracts. The they yeah. had an extra home game. Yeah, but it's know? it's it's all about the TV money, man. That's that's the whole thing that drives all these negotiations and what the players want, and um, it's all about the green, man. It always has been. It always will be. T.J. Lang, our guest here on the wrap. Uh, he's more than a guest. He's part of our NRM family. We'll tell you about that coming up. Tom Asway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett in the house talking NFLPA who voted 17-14 and one abstention in favor of the new NFLPA, the new CBA. Now it goes to vote. 2,000 players get to vote on it. Majority rules. If they get in, they've got an extra game and an extra playoff game on wild card weekend. Starting? Starting this season coming uh, up. But the, but the thing is, and we were talking about this before the show, that, that means some bad teams are going to be in the playoffs, which I don't right. like. And when you're a guy like me, middle-aged guy, young kids, I don't get to watch all the games anyways on playoff weekend. I have to pick and choose, and and those crappy ones are the ones that I don't watch. Okay, but let's take let's let's back up. So there's got to be more guys. You say like bad me. teams. Maybe maybe there are some bad records, but bad teams. I mean, if you you never know what any man any given Sunday is a legitimate thing because if you look at the run that the Titans went on. By all accounts, you want to say, well, the Titans were a bad team or a so-and-so team. I, it, football is meant to be Which played. Which you called, by the way. Let's yes. let's go well, back to that. Football, I mean, that's the thing about it, man. It's meant to be played. You, Dude, it's not a series. It's not a seven-game series. I mean, you need— One and done. One and done. And at that point, to me, while you might have a you might have a bad record, I mean, once that, once that ball is kicked, it's like, let's play. That's the beauty. I mean, that's the beauty of the tournament. Yeah. That's why March Madness, that's why it is. It's March Madness because you get some of these teams, well, I don't understand. I don't know how are they in the Final Four. They were 18 and 14. That's a bad team. No, it's not a bad team. But but do you get my perspective? I, get, I know you're playing I get, devil's advocate. I get, so like, your, I get your perspective. What I think it opens up the door for are crazy matchups, man. Right. You get, I mean, we talked about it before. You, you All of a sudden now you, you get a, you know, you get a, a seven and you get a you get a ten win team on the road trying to figure out how'd you get here. I mean, on TJ's you play that team game. won a Super Bowl yeah, with, with a that was a wild card. Yeah, out of wild card. Yeah. So so I think that's the beauty the of this season. game, man. You get you get the right matchup. You get the right team clicking at the right time all of a sudden. You know, the Giants, man. The Giants. I mean, two titles where the right time that team yeah. gets rolling. And all of a sudden, it's like it doesn't. At that point, it doesn't even matter what the record was. That's why it's called the new season. You just got to get there. And I think you're going to see teams literally just with that kind of mantra of all we got to do is just get there. If we can just get there, yeah. then like don't worry about well, it. You're look gonna at have the last Jim Caldwell team. They yeah. would have made the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> they were in this new in this new format. And yeah. I like what TJ said earlier. It was off the air, but I think it's good. Last year, the Eagles made this, the. Uh, Playoffs. They were a terrible. The NFC East was horrible. Yeah. No one should have made it from that division, but they got in. <laughs> and you get a home team. Home and game. you get a home no game. game. <laughs> now he, li- I like what he says. Just put the first six teams in. 
and then put them by record. Yeah. That's who gets the home game. Well, That's then you got to get the but, but you'd have to get rid of the divisions, though, because you can't tell a fan base you won the division and you're not making the playoffs. No, no, you make the playoffs, but you might not have a home game because your record is not as good as okay. the Packers. I mean, but you get what I'm saying, yeah, that, because because isn't this that how year the NBA does it. You know, aren't they one through eight? Yeah, one through eight. Yeah. You just get ranked, and then they reseed. You know? Yeah, you reseed. But you know? but this year the Chiefs would have played the Steelers, and I'm sorry, father of two young kids, I'm not watching Mahomes blow out Mason Rudolph's Steelers. That's that's a turd. But even, I'm not watching even, that game. Even then, anything can happen. The wait, the reason seeding is effective in all the other sports is because you pretty much know. Your number eight in the NBA ain't gonna be the one, even though it's happened. I know, don't like, don't tweet. I get it. It's it's but the NBA for it sure. Can happen. For NBA for sure right. is the haves and. Have but if not. you also said in the NBA, hey, we're gonna go one eight single game. Oh God. All all oh, yeah. all bets are that's, off. That's that nightmare. Right. Nightmare. <laughs> right. The Clippers were an eight last year playing the Warriors, and I think they won game one. Right. So you just you never know, but that's the beauty of football is man, this on that any given Sunday, anything can happen. And that's gonna only make this thing like people like like this really is a Lions fan dream. We can be seven to nine and get a playoff game? <laughs> oh my god, maybe. If you're adding an you extra playoff hope. game and we're Lion fans, we, we want that opportunity. God, yes. <laughs> Give us a chance. We want to get in. Yeah, give us a chance. In. Don't get anybody else a chance. I mean, yeah, <laughs> give us a shot for crying out. And I'm over here in my ivory tower, you know, yeah. at the end of a dynasty. By That's why way, I don't want it. Then I want to hear seven and nine's not good enough. Speaking of the Lions, uh, I read something again. They want another expatriate. Uh, uh. So I'm hearing rumors. You know, you, you read all kinds of stuff. They're expected to make a play for former Patriot and Titans running back Dion Lewis, who really hasn't done much in the last few years. I guess maybe he'd be a good third down guy, like like uh, you know back. Who'd they have as a, as their third guy? Riddick, the Riddick package, you know, guys like a guy like that. But here they go again, looking at expatriates. Weird though that a guy left Foxborough, <laughs> got paid, and then wasn't the same. No, how do you guys? Uh, how do you, listen though, seriously? How do you think those conversations go? You think it's like, you know, do you like do you light a candle? Like you're on the couch, you're holding her hand. It's like, listen, baby, it's not you. Like it's me. It's me. It's just, you know, this ain't going to work out. And it's like, well, what do you mean? I did everything. It's like, no, listen, it's not you. It's me. But listen, I'm, listen I'm going to send you to Detroit to start over, you know, because I want you to be happy. It's like, how do you think, how does that breakup go? It's like, it's like you know, girl, in Detroit, they're going to be so happy to have you. It's like, you know, in, in here, you know, here in New England, you a five, but in Detroit, girl, you a ten. They're going to love you. They it's like, you, think they, you think they massaged the hand? Well, Is they, it like They tried to talk Gronk into that, but he told him, I'll retire before I go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? I mean, he played one more year, you know, with the Patriots, but here we are. It's NFL. Patriots free, West. Hey, it's NFL free agent time, uh, and uh, Pro Football Talk put out uh, their top 20 free agents of the top of the hundred that are coming out. And who's who should go for what and whatever? And us Lion fans are always looking at it and seeing what the heck uh, who we should take. You're the Lions GM, Clarence already said. TJ, you're the Lions GM. Yes. You like Byron Jones <clears throat> from the Cowboys, and Joe Thunny. I don't mind Byron Jones. I was actually talking about Chris Jones from Kansas City. You were City. okay. Yeah. Even okay, Chris, Chris Jones. Well, if you look at the turnover that's going on with the Lions right now, especially on the defensive line. Um, you just, you know, you just got rid of snacks. Uh, Mike Daniels is a free agent, probably not coming back. Ashawn's a free agent, probably going to get paid some money. Um, you got Trey Flowers. 
<laughs> you know, in, in the interior, I don't really know who else you have. I mean, you had a couple young guys play last year, but um, if I'm looking to rebuild this team, I mean, obviously it starts in free agency, um, comes before the draft. You know, I, th- I think two guys that I'm looking at are, are two big guys. I think you're looking at Chris Jones, who he he's probably a good you know, contender for the franchise tag and maybe a trade like we, what we saw with D Ford last year from Kansas City. Um, but he's a guy, he's a game wrecker. It's on the interior of the line. I mean, he's a good run stuffer. He's a good uh, pass rusher. He obviously saw it last, uh, this past couple months ago in the playoffs when he was out. You know, he missed a Tennessee game. Tennessee, he played, you know, 15 snaps, whatever it was. And Tennessee obviously was running the ball all over him. And, you know, he missed the Houston game. Houston was running the ball all over him. And then he comes back and, you know, their defense is back to top form. I think he's a guy that can come in and and immediately change the impact of your defensive front. Um, And then you can, a good guy to build around if you get him and Trey Flowers teamed up. And obviously on the other side of the ball, uh, I think everything kind of points to, uh, Graham Glasgow leaving. I, I think he's going to get paid a lot of money by, don't you by think some he should teams. Hold, don't you think they should keep him? You know what? I, I really like Graham a lot. He's a good player. He's a player. Michigan guy. For he's a Michigan loud. guy. I think he, he loves being in Detroit. Um, <clears throat> he's a versatile guy. You know, he's missed one game in four years. He's started just about every other game. He's played every single snap every year. He's a He's a reliable guy. He's consistent. Um, you know, I don't think play he's ever – Play a couple positions? He, yeah, he can play every – you yeah. know, he can play both guards. He can center. fill him in at center. He's, yeah. he's obviously – he's got a I lot of really good – He's got a, a lot of really good film, um, you know, to, to show that he's he's a good player in this league. I don't think he's ever going to be a, a top five guy at his position. But you know yes. what? You don't you don't need to build your team around a bunch does, of all-stars and Pro Bowl guys, you know? Does anybody you need have those a clue solid guys. what the hell this team wants to do? <laughs> like Chris, I, I mean, I, yeah, Chris Jones sounds great, but what are Why, we gonna? We're getting like I don't know what they want to do. Why no. would he come here? Well, that's the thing. Obviously, you're in a position now where you're gonna have to pay a lot of money to get some top some top guys. Yeah. I mean, you're coming off a three win uh, season. Obviously, it's well known that. Um, you know, you, 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 your management might get you might might get canned. You know, if you don't win, I mean, as a player, I, there's a lot of things that you think about if you're going to a new team. You want stability. You know, you want a coach who's a proven winner. You want somebody like that. Um, that's just unfortunately something that Detroit doesn't have to offer right now. So I think you're going to have you, you, you're going to have to pay over uh, overpay a little bit for some do. top guys. But I mean, can, they overpaid for Flowers. Yeah, yeah. You know, Trey Flowers is a good guy, and I know he took a lot of a lot of flack this past year. But you know, you look at his last eight, ten games. I mean, the guy really came on and was a stud. I think, and speaking from my own um, experiences with this, when you're ever when you're coming off a major surgery, it takes you a while, man, to get back into football shape and to trust your body that it's not going to just break down again. You know, when you have those shoulder injuries, I had a similar shoulder surgery to what Trey had. I wasn't myself for the good f- first four weeks of the season. You know, I, I just I didn't have the trust yet that my shoulder was going to hold up. And obviously, he played the first couple games. Maybe didn't make the major impact to start the season that mm-hmm. everybody was hoping for. But he's a solid guy. He, he he made a huge impact on that defense. Unfortunately, they didn't have a lot of guys around him that could do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the free agent guys, I mean, they're not sexy, but I, I think Chris Jones is a guy that I want to target, and Joe Joe Tooney on the other side is an offensive guard. He's a 26 year old kid who's started every game in New England. Um, you know, as a, as a second round, New third England. round pick, whatever he was. So but how does he's, that... he's top five at his position? He's a guy who can come in just to, just like Chris Jones. He can he can revamp your offensive line and uh, make it better. So how does that work though, man? If you if I if I call your agent, I say, man, I want T.J. Lane. And you talk to your agent or whatever. How much of it is, okay, what do they want me to do? What do they want me to be? What am I going there to do? Or is it is part of it 
just how much are they paying? Because I'm looking up there like, man, you you can bring everybody. If you bring everybody on that board to Detroit, I'm not convinced that I have heard the vision of what we want to be. So as a player, as a free agent, as a guy, like how how important is it to you as a player that you have a firm, solid foundation of here is our identity, man, here's, here is who we are going to be. Yeah. What's the selling point besides cash yeah. is what you're saying? Yes. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, of obviously, things you have to think about when you make that decision. And the only time I hit free agency was after my ninth year. You know, I was going in, or I'm sorry, after my eighth year. You know, I was going into my ninth year. I kind of knew who I was. I was coming off a couple Pro Bowls. I knew I was, they were bringing me in to be a right guard. And every trip I went to it was about, um, you just kind of get a feel for it, you know. What, what's the team dynamic like? What's the locker room chemistry like? What's the what's the future of this team? And obviously, when I you know playing in Green Bay, playing against Jim Caldwell's Lions twice a year, um, they were always a team that I, when you're preparing for, you're like, damn, man, like their record doesn't really reflect it, but this is a good, solid football team. So when I came in to take my visit with Detroit, I already knew that going in, that this is a good, solid team. They were, you know, nine wins, I think, the year before. I'm saying here, you're looking, hey, if we get a couple more pieces, we can, you know, we can be a good team. And that's something that I wanted to do. It was a challenge for me to say, I want to be a part of, you know, taking this team over the hump and getting there. And, and coming in and, and and obviously meeting with the coaches was a, was a big factor, you know, getting and kind of the dynamic of, um, you know, what's the schedule like? What are the meetings like? What's the atmosphere like? You know, th- I think those all play into it. Um, but for me, I mean, at the, that point of my career, it was about doing what was best for me and my family. And that meant coming home. That meant being being in one spot for, you know, the whole year and not traveling with my three kids across the country and, uh, you know, taking <laughs> a six, seven hour flight, you know, whatever it is. And, and it was it was about just uh, it was about just living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that you have to think about. And the one big thing I remember, you know, coming into was um Barry Warford had just left. Uh, Riley Reef had just left. Both Pro Bowlers and, since they've left. And I'm kind of sitting there looking at the roster, and I'm saying, <clears throat> who do I want to play next to? You know, who's my center going to be? Who's my right tackle going to be? And I was on the same visit uh, with Rick Wagner. Yeah. And I, I kind of talked to Rick, and I said, hey, what, what are your thoughts? You know, and Rick was kind of all in, and I think we kind of made that decision together. I want to play next to you, and he wants That's to good. play next to me, and we, we feel like we can, we can make this thing work. That was obviously a, a huge dynamic as well. Hey, plenty more coming up. Uh, more with T.J. Lang, who's in the house here with us today. Clarence Black, Brendan Senate, Tom Mazaway here on The Wrap. Quick break, and we'll be right back after this from Jim Reels. I'm Jimmy King. And I'm Terry Foster. And you are watching NRM Streamcast. Aren't you Drew Sharp? No, he's gone, brother. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Your Check out the newest member of Jim Reel's family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New Sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. Hey, we're Joe and Sarah. From Pop That Culture. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it is a show where we talk about 
pop culture. The only uh, the freshest uh, pop culture. Uh, really? Well, I mean, it might be a couple of days old. I we don't know. Save a couple of dollars. Yeah, you can watch mm. us at noon, and then if you watch us at another time, then that's not so fresh. And we're back on the wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Uh, Plenty to talk about here with our good buddy T.J. Lang in the house, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett as well. Uh, we are here uh, in our Farmington Hills studios, and we've been talking about the NFL. But before we get back to that, T.J., I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, you've been on here at NRM a few times, and we'll welcome you to the family. you got yourself uh, a new a new show coming up, and we're very proud to have you here. We do. Yeah, thanks, very man. proud to have you here. We don't know the name of it yet, but no. we're, we're going to get to it. We're still in the early we're, stages. We're still, we're still, like, molding it and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, we got to figure out. But uh, we finally got you to say, all right, I'll come <laughs> in and we'll do a damn show. Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. And I think, um, you know, I've had a, a lot of offers, you know, throughout the past year of retirement. Never really found anything that really kind of sparked me that I wanted to do that I thought I would fall in love with. But Look how good you look up there. In, uh, look at those blue. I love those oh, blue. Oh, yeah, there we go. There love we go. Them. Nice. Yeah, I don't like those white jerseys, though. You know, no? It's, well, look at my stomach there. It's, well, okay. you know, the dark well, jerseys hide that a little okay. bit better. That's good, man. <laughs> I like the um, old blue. It's all yeah, good. I'm excited, though. You know, I think it'll, it's finally time for me to, um, you know, start doing something with my with my time you know, rather than just living the couch life and That's being right. a full-time dad. And, oh, we'll get you out of the house. Uh, you know, get you away from the, the family for, for yeah, an hour. Yes. A couple Listen, days a week. You know, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be, it'll be fun. Well, TJ Clarence. and his wife adopt a 43-year-old Army captain <laughs> oh. and enjoy all the hilarity that comes from it. you know what it's it. called? Survivor. Just like <laughs> you used to be on, remember? <laughs> Did you know Clarence? Surviving, survivor, no. surviving Clarence. No. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Did you know that he was a The Lang surviving Clarence. I didn't know that. Like, Dad. It's like, dude. He didn't know you were on Survivor. Yeah, I was on Survivor. Survivor Africa. What was it, the third one? I stole food on day three. It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Made the reality TV Hall of Shame. You got kicked off. He's deep over here. He's a TV star, this guy. Oh, I'm sure I can I find a clip on YouTube somewhere. I hung out for a So he wants a piece of your show. Was that the one where they put out your your candle or whatever you're holding? That's exactly what they do, TJ. They put out the candle. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm looking forward to doing some... Doing some YouTube research on that. <laughs> what kind of guests are you looking for something. to have on your show? Uh, you know, I mean, we're basically thinking some it's going to be, uh, yeah, former, former, former teammates, current it. guys. You know, I've got a, a lot of great relationships, uh, um, not only in the NFL, but, you know, other sports. I've got some buddies in baseball and That's hockey, great. and uh, we want it to be kind of sports themed, but also, you know, entertainment. Well, what's going on in the real world, you know, kind of kind of shoot the shit a little bit and um you know i'm not just going to limit it to just kind of a sports show i think you know i've got a lot of great people who, who do a lot of great things in this world whether it's charity work business work that yeah. i want to talk to and look uh, what dmac does here, um, you know? yeah does no darren does darren does an awesome job and uh you know i'm, I'm looking forward to it i think it's just going to be uh kind of a just hey my kind of Whatever I put on Twitter, you know, but I'm just going to be saying into a microphone now. I dig you know, it. And I think you the, are you are out there on well, Twitter, man. I, you know, and I think the, you the big ice, man. Look what you did to that poor reporter. <laughs> I know. I got into about that. Position. Tj about I, that I, I smoke, got into man. It, man. But you know, that's I think that's obviously <laughs> most TJ of and my, Aubrey Huff. Most of my yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Hey, don't, Aubrey don't classify me with Aubrey <laughs> or uh, the other good Trevor Trevor Bauer. That guy's got some interesting things to say too. He but, does. Aubrey no, Huff's a few fries short of a Happy Meal. I've got a 
uh, you know, and I think most of my following has has stuck along with the ride because they know nice. I'm an unfiltered guy. You know, I, I've never been a company guy that's going to toe toe the line and um, say what the, all the PR, you know, the exact hey, right that, shit. That and, would not make it in today's Detroit Lions, no, by the it, way. It wouldn't because no. if you talk, they get rid of you. Yeah, I don't mean, they? You know, wow. and, uh, Andre Diggs, you talked. You're it's out. More about that. I was Darius Slay. I was had a coach who told me. Um, you know, once your once your you know once your bullshit meter rises above your production level, yeah. you know that's when you become expendable. You know, if you're sure. a guy who's uh, here, you know, in, in the production, and your bullshit's a little bit even. Hey, you know, you got a little bit more tolerance. I think once you start to, you know, once once the um, once your attitude starts to affect other players to where it's you know, and I'm not saying this has happened with any right. of the guys who've gotten. I have no idea behind any of the trades or releases. But once once that kind of once that meter gets a little too high, you know, I, th- I think uh, not even the lines. I think most teams kind of have the same philosophy as you know. Hey, we'll get somebody else in here that can that can do a better job at least leading the young guys and showing them how to act. Well, if you guys come up with a name for TJ's show, send him in. Hey, we'll listen to all your your remarks. We'll consider everything. We'll consider everything. We'll look it over. We'll do a logo for you. We'll do the whole nine yards. I'm available to help you. (laughs) So, well, I gotta. I do gotta. Grand man, whatever it takes. I do gotta ask you this, TJ. I'm just saying. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're aware, but there is this new league out there, and one of the things they're talking about is offensive line play. It's called the XFL. What are you talking? You, a player, coach? I, I, you, you tell me. I'm just saying. We like no that. You got a couple more snaps in you? I've got zero yes. snaps. Well, maybe I could give you one, but uh, they'd have to probably bring a stretcher out after yeah. that. Uh, we dig the XFL here. I we want too, more man. football. That's, no, that's what we good. Want. We you want know, football. I love football, too. And it frustrates me with all these people who are comparing the XFL stats to NFL. It's like, no. dude, nobody expected this no to compete with the NFL. That. Just enjoy extra football, man. That's it. That's it's, all I'm doing. You know, it's f- almost March and we got football on. You know, just I enjoy it. it. You know, I see all these people, well, only two XFL, XFL quarterbacks have thrown for this. It's like, who gives a shit, man? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Excuse my language, but, <laughs> dude, just go enjoy the game, man. That's go what enjoy I do. watching these kids play football. I wish we had a team here in Detroit. I bet you I bet you the fans would be all over. Yeah, where would they play, though? Play at Comerica. <sighs> be cold man i don't know Play it cold <laughs> you see it outside today man. right tonight <laughs> oh, no, snow, no, man. i dig it man i love playing i love seeing games do you guys like playing games in snow football i always general? did offensive linemen i think were different we always preferred the worst weather you could possibly imagine cold you wear wet, short sleeves, rain. Of course, right? yeah well you know and it was more about being a tough guy as opposed yeah. to I know me personally and other guys that I've played with, we don't like wearing sleeves because you feel restriction. You sure. know, you feel feel that restriction in your armpits and it just if one little thing's off in your mind, you know, it's that's all it takes for you to just have a have a bad play or a bad game. It's crazy. I know a lot of guys are just creatures of habit. Plus you don't um, want anyone grabbing at your shirt. Right. You, you don't want to give any extra material for those guys yeah. to grab. But no, I always preferred, you know, my perfect uh, NFL type weather would probably be thirty. Uh, a little overcast with maybe a little light drizzle, snow, oh, sleet, whatever oh, it is. Really? I loved it. Oh. I mean, it's anything to make my job easier. I know the receivers hated it. The, yeah, the corners hated no, it. The bro, I, was in, I, was in, I was in Washington. <laughs> good point. I was in Washington for um, that game, and it was cold. Like, cold, cold. Then they, they like, people at FedEx, man, these little-ass $5 hot chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just like. <sighs> the warmest I was, Robert Porsche was there. I was talking to him. At one point, I was standing behind him, and I was like, okay, this works. Oof. And then the minute he moved, it was like, 2000 and, uh, oh. 2012, 
maybe 2013 playoffs. We uh, we hosted the uh, no, we hosted the 49ers. Okay, it was minus 10 with a minus oh. 40 wind chill. Oh. I think. And it was one of the best games I ever played because the defensive lineman didn't want to touch anybody. They were just, guys were slipping off the line, just kind of walking around trying to bat passes. So it was kind of awesome. an easy day. Huh? I graded out at like 100. percent It was it was that beautiful. Awesome. How about that Giants Packers game when Tom Coughlin's face is all yeah? That was uh, that was oh eight. The Giants I think went was, to the Super Bowl. No, that was yeah. yeah. That was after the 07 yeah. season. That was yeah. before I got there. But yeah, every, I think everybody remembers Tom Coughlin's face from that one. His face literally fell, fell off. You should have seen my face after the Super Bowl, <laughs> covered in Vaseline. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's great. Cold Nausea. TJ Lang in the house with us here on the wrap uh, on NRM Streamcast. Let's keep it uh, Lions oriented here. Uh, Clarence and I, we've been talking about this uh, for a long time. Clarence wants you. He speaks out. He says, if you're, you're my NFL team. You've got to just tell me what you're supposed to do. What, what, what do you like to say? Identity, man. Give tell me your me, identity. Tell me, tell me who, win or lose, yeah. tell me who you are. Tell me what I'm going to see, and I'm in. If we're young, you give me a young team, you give me – just tell me, tell me who we are. And I'm in. You I am going to rock – well, no, I'm just saying as a as a, yeah, as a fan, as a – whatever sport. Right. Like we're talking yeah. about, like, man, whatever. We're Tigers, Pistons, whatever, man. Just tell yeah. me – like, pick a direction, pick a vision. Yeah. Be that, and then I will I, – man, I will ride the wave because I can have that expectation. Yep. We're young. We're going to rebuild. We're going to play tough. Dude, I'm in. Yeah. Let's go. Go back to Indomitian Sioux when he was here. I really thought the Lions were turning the corner there, becoming a feared team. Yep. Becoming, they had a good offense. They had a phenomenal defensive line. Yeah. Oh, they were. With Sioux. Yeah. They were. I mean, look, look at uh, who, who did he fight with? Uh, Dietrich Smith. Yeah. On the Packers. Yeah. I mean, with the tripping and all of this kind of, and the biting and everything. But at least you knew the Lions are going to be a tough out. Yep. And then they went and they gave money. To Stafford, they, they redid his contract, and Sue was owed like $26 million by the time they redid all his contract, and they let him go. And he might not have wanted to be here all those years. It was talk. But, damn it, if he stayed here, what could have been? I really believe what could have been. And, of course, if they took Aaron Donald instead of uh, Eric Ebron. Yeah, keep Nick Fairley. Keep, Nick Fairley, keep mean, Nick Fairley draft Aaron Donald. That's scary. Right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, yeah. And now we look at what do we have? We have a bunch of high-priced free agents that come in here and – they don't really, they don't really do it. You did say Flowers came on towards the end, and he did. And I just see, a, I see a staff that's, they give Tate away for a fifth round pick. They gave Van Noy away for nothing, for like an eighth round pick, seventh round pick. Uh, Quandry Diggs for a fifth round pick, uh, sixth round pick, because they had to swap picks there too with the Patriots. And now, they don't want to pay Slay. And I understand he's going to be 31 years old. He's a squeaky wheel. What are we? What what are the Detroit Lions, and what what are they trying to do? Yeah, I think it was clear towards the end of last year that it was a team that was looking towards a rebuild. You know, and I think without saying that, as ownership and with, with as coaches, obviously you can't admit that. You know, I'm sure there's penalties that come across somewhere from the NFL, um, but you can't you can't deny it. I mean, you look at it, you're down to your third string quarterback. You're you're putting guys on IR week 14 that have maybe a week long injury right um you know you're giving yourself an opportunity to go out there and give the young guys a chance to go show what they can do show if they have a future in this league i think there's a way to rebuild without completely saying we're just going to tank this thing you throw the guys out there you do the best you can and at the end of the day they played hard you know i think it's and the nfl is is you know it is if you get the top your top three pick you have a chance to completely redefine your off your team and i think we saw it with 
um, you know, looking at last year, looking at San Francisco. I know Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt, but you bring in Nick Bosa or yeah, Nick Bosa, and you look at the rest of the, the way their team plays. I mean, they had the same guys on defense last year that weren't, you know, that weren't top three defense. You know, they had the same guys that all of a sudden you're looking at DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead, who's going to be another free agent that I'd like yeah. to target that are having um, just tremendous years. You know, it's because of one guy. He can change your he can change your team. You, now, if you're sitting there with the third pick, you have to get it right. You have to. I mean, with all the mandates we've seen coming out of um, Allen Park about we expect this team to be in the playoffs and compete and do all this, that's a tough mandate, you know, to live under as kind of a one-year contract. you got to get it right. And I think, unfortunately, there's just been too many times the last couple of years where um, they haven't gotten right, you know. I think you look at the one year with, uh, I think it was, was it the 14 draft class? You know, where you Davis? take Eric Ebron and yeah. Well, you look at, you know, the, the Ebron draft. Yeah. I mean, the next five, six picks were perennial all pros, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you didn't yep. get it right. And yep. I don't think that was Bob Quinn. I don't think he was here yet. I think no, that was Mayhew's no. last year. Um, but you look at it after that, and, and you just haven't you haven't found that one player that can just revamp your whole franchise. You know, I think you've got a guy in Frank Ragnow um, who's going to be a stud for a long time. But other than that, I mean, you, you found Kenny Galladay, you know, yeah. in the, in the you know, middle round. You drafted there. Glasgow. You drafted Glasgow, but you, you haven't had that first round guy that you can come in and say, this is the guy we're building our team around. You haven't had that. It took carry on, but, you know, it's yep. he's that an injury. second round guy. Yeah, you know? but it's a high pick. Yep. You took Decker, I mean, who's a, who's a solid player going into his fifth year. You know, is he going to be around after next year? I don't know. You know, some team might throw a lot of money at him, too. Um, you just get, you got to get this pick right. You got to get the three picks so right. So, who you Whether, pick? Well, if it's me, I, I I try to if I if I hit my targets in free agency, you know, if I hit fifty percent of the guys that I want to get, um, I'm if it's me, I'm trying to get as many cracks as this thing as I can. Which so you're not taking two. Um, if it's me, you know, if I have to win this year, a backup quarterback doesn't help you do that. But that's the kicker. I mean, as we said, you, they hired these guys, they they kept them on board, and the worst thing you can do. Just tell a GM and a coach, hey, this is your, basically this is your last shot. Right, because now you're looking at your job as a, your yeah, job as a GM now. is to be ever-present but always with an eye on the future. Right. Two, three, yeah. four, five years. If you're going to be a GM with no eye on the it's future impossible. because you got to win today, you think yeah. you are by definition yeah. not doing the job. Right. Because your job is not to win today. Your job is to be ever-present but also looking down the line. I mean, it's, that's literally the job. Yeah, it's human nature, though. I mean, if uh, I can imagine being in that spotlight to say, you know, you got to do this now. You got to do it now. You know, I think it's easy to forget about the future when you have that kind of mandate when your job's on the line, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I think you're going to try to do everything you possibly can to get a couple more guys in that can help you help you win. And if it means trading down, you know, to, to you know, maybe five or six with – with whoever it is, Miami or the or the Chargers, and you pick up an extra couple picks, I think the more cracks you have at this thing, um, but if the better we, chance you have to bring in some impact players that can help. If we look up five years from now, and Tua is a generational talent at QB for the Dolphins or somebody, something like that, and Brady mm-hmm. and Brady's gone, and all of a sudden now the 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 Dolphins become the, the beast of the East, the beast of the East, because. I think we're going to kick ourselves. Not yeah, think. Sure gonna, gonna, I mean, gonna, I, I just. We're going to kick ourselves. Sure. I mean, yeah, when you look at it in hindsight, sure you do. But uh, at the same time, 
I don't know. I mean, how many quarterbacks are out there playing now that have been, you know, second, third, fourth round picks that are that are doing pretty well, you know? So there's guys that you can find that you can, you know, you can mold into that guy and you can hope can be a franchise guy. But yeah, you know, it'd be tough. I mean, that's obviously part of why they get paid so much money. You get paid to make those decisions and bring the best player for your team now and, and, and for the next hopefully 10 years. That's Deep. what, when you're picking in the top three, you're not picking a guy that can come help you win now. You're picking a guy that you can build your franchise around for 10 years. If the Redskins trade that number two pick and they go behind the Lions, that means Chase Young would be available. Yep. He's a no-brainer. Yeah, it would be no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. He's but a then guy. if you take him, yep. are you saying – and I, and this is, this is, again, where I go to, whether it's your offense or your demand, tell me – Tell me who you want to be. Do you, do any of you have an idea, as they are constructed today, no. what the Detroit Lions want to be? And then if that is being said, then this draft, if you don't know what you want to be today, is there any – how do you go and grab pieces to be able to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to push this toward the offense. Or is this thing geared toward the de- – I'm just – I'm trying to – Man, I am trying to wrap my mind yeah. around and the, the craziness. If you're telling me yeah. we're rebuilding, what what are what strength are we rebuilding toward? Right. And I think the next couple of weeks will show us a lot, you know, when, when free agency starts here in a couple of weeks. Um, you're gonna have to hit on a couple guys. You're gonna have to overpay for a couple guys, but you know what? <laughs> Salary cap goes up. Every everybody's deal when you hit free agency looks ludicrous until two, three years later when you know they're they drop down because other guys yeah. are getting paid too. So, um, but yeah, I think the next couple of weeks are going to tell us a lot. I think after the combine, I think when free agency starts, uh, you know, in the middle of March, you know, once we see some moves, I think you know, hey, if you're looking at this team from last year and you're looking what holes you have to place, there's obviously a bunch of them. But I'm looking at pass rush. I'm looking at, at, at defensive backs. That's well, what Chase I'm doing. Chase Young would two. be a pretty good start. <laughs> so I you think, think pass rush think? D. DB, so you think DB, this team needs to have DB. a foothold in terms of defense? I do. Yeah, you have, and I'm, you have and to I'm good with that. Defense. See, see yep. Lions GM, yeah. we're hey, this is going to be a defensive ball club. Yep. We are going to focus on the defense. That's what we want to do. There we go. That's yeah. why I like now. I'm, now yeah. I'm paying. See, now I'm paying because yeah. now when I so when I go to games and these are 10-3 games in the fourth quarter, I'm not getting upset because my Lions are in it. Right, they're making plays on D. The offense has just got to kind of just get them through. Yeah, I, I'll buy that. But then by that logic. Then why are you why are you allocating and already re-signing a thirty-five-year-old slot receiver in Danny Amendola when you want a good defense and you have to pay Darius Slay? See, that now, makes no sense Slay. to me. It's but it's so stupid. I mean, like I said a few weeks ago, if you're gonna blow it up, tell the life the lifer fans that are always on board, we're gonna blow it up and let's move forward. And they could. I mean, who knows? They could. I think when you look at the team last year, though, I think the disappointing part was you have a defensive head coach, you know, who's kind of a specialist on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, through eight games, whatever it was, when they were three, four, and one, you know, the, their offense scored, they were averaging 26 points in their losses. I mean, you, you, have, you score 26 points, you should win 12, 13 games in yeah. the NFL, you know, and we were at three through eight games. So I think that was a frustrating part, and I think that's was the biggest, um, you know, kind of eye-opening thing. Like, we, we got to build this defense up, man. We got we got to get some guys in here, some, maybe some veteran guys uh, that, that can show the younger guys how to be pros because um, I think that was the biggest thing that was lacking last year was you trade Quandre Diggs. Darius Slade's always been, uh, you know, a, a, an unbelievable talent, uh, top five cornerback in this league. But, but they drafted. Right, but how many how many young guys is he kind of bringing along with him? You know, that's a question you have to ask yourself too. So I think you got to find a – just find a way to get those guys in that can well, help the young guys out. I know there would be a lot of teams uh, that would love to have to start their draft with Chase Young. Mm-hmm. 
to yeah. bring a guy like that over. Now, did you have you watched him in his in his college career? Yeah, I have. What do you yeah. think of him, really? Um, I think right now, when you watch him, he was kind of a one-trick pony as a, as a speed guy. Uh, um, I think it, he's was very successful, you know, in, in college. You in can't college. deny that. But yeah. everything he did was just get off the ball, kind of run around the edge, run around the edge, run around the edge, which is great. I mean, it was working for him. When you get to the NFL, though, you're going to have to develop a lot more moves. And I think he's capable of that. I think he's shown not as much as his, his, his speed rush, but he's shown some power. I mean, he's shown some ability to be able to hold up a tackle at the point of attack and, and, and clog up the hole and stop the run game. Um, if he adds a, a vicious power you know, rush to his repertoire, uh, he, he you're, you're looking at a guy just – probably faster than what we saw out of Nick Bosa this past year. Mm. And Nick Bosa was primarily a power guy. He wanted to run, you know, right into your chin, yeah. knock you back, you know, then make a second move off of that. Chase Young's the opposite. He wants to run around you. If you get him, if you, you athletic tackle, then he's going to, you know, try to switch it up from that. If he adds some power to his rush, though, he's got a chance to obviously be a, a generational talent. He's not a Lawrence Taylor, is he? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's because if he is, I would do everything I can to get him. You know, it's I think it's unfair to <laughs> compare rookies that yeah. haven't played a snap to perennial All Pros and oh. Hall of Fame guys. I hate those comparisons, but yeah, when you look at a guy like like Chase Young, he's definitely got the talent. I mean, it, it's you're playing in the Big Ten, you're playing against a lot of, um, you know, the the kid from Iowa who's going to be a first round tackle. You're playing it, you know, you're just playing against the best talent, and um, you know, he's 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 shown that he's. Usually, when you can dominate as a pass rusher at a, in a big Power Five conference, you know, usually it translates in the NFL. And I think he's he's got a chance to be a perennial, perennial All Pro player. Well, he's not going to be uh, he's not going to be in the combine. Neither is uh, Tua, and neither is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow supposedly his hands are too small to be an NFL <laughs> quarterback now, and he kind of made a joke about it. Yeah. Like, I guess I just won't play football. Right? Go, yeah. Go do Ball's something gonna else. Ball's going to be slipping out of my hands. Ball's yeah. going to be slipping out of my hands. <laughs> what I like about Joe Burrow, man, is Joe Burrow is saying, like we talked about off the air. Joe Burrow is just like, let's just play football. Yeah. Like let's like dude, just come on. Yeah. Like let's go play football. Like, let's let's, li- let's line up. Let's go play, yep. and then all that stuff will work itself out. Yep. And like people are talking about dude's hand size. Like yeah. the last week, I could care less about oh, the, the measurements and the on field. I mean, you want a guy to go out. What what can can Joe Burrow improve his stock at all in the combine? No. no. Why he's already watched right. his film. Look at what he did in college. Look at what he did right. at LSU. But you know what? Undefeated, a year prior, five thousand yards, sixty touchdowns, whatever it was. You know, I mean, he's 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 shown everything he has to shown. Uh, playing football, that's what matters. It doesn't matter showing throwing to a guy who's uncovered to a receiver from, you know, Eastern Washington who he has no chemistry with. He doesn't know how this guy runs the round. You know what I mean? There's there's nothing really for him to gain. So I don't. Some people say it was a perfect storm for him last year. Like there was the perfect team, the perfect coach at that time, and everything just went LSU's way last year. And if you go to year prior, he wasn't half as good as that. Now if Tua was healthy. Probably two is number one, is yeah. the number one pick. Yeah, if you rewind to where we were last year, I yeah. think it was if Tua would have came out last year, he probably would have been the top quarterback. You know, and and leading up to the season, Joe, Tua was the declared number one pick. You know, this guy's going to come out; he's going to be the number one pick. Obviously, you can't overlook his injury history, though. I mean, that is kind of. That does kind of throw up a red flag when you're a young kid like that and you've gone through so many injuries. You know, I, I get that technology and, and, and rehab and all that stuff is different nowadays, but, you know, that's that's obviously a little bit of a red flag too. But, yeah, I mean, I think if I had to pick one of those guys, you know, to be my franchise quarterback, um, 
I don't know if I can make it. It'd probably yeah. be Tua because he, you know, he's he's shown that. I mean, he showed. Look what he did as a freshman yeah. off the bench in the national yeah. championship. And that game. was that's special. That was the most. I think looking back to that year when they won, when he came off the bench uh, to win that game. That was the most impressed I've ever been, I think, with a freshman yeah. college football How player in his be? interview after the game when they were asking him, what did you see? And he's immediately breaking down, well, the safety did this, the safety did this. They did it earlier in the game, and I wasn't playing, but we talked about it on the bench. You know, the corner rolled up, and they you know, threw in this cover three look, and I just hit it right in the perfect spot. And you're just thinking they're like, this is an 18-year-old kid talking about this, you know, how complex the system is against a, <laughs> in a national championship game with that kind of pressure coming off the bench. I mean, to me, it was, it was very impressive. And, and the I guy think, he replaced, Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> This guy, no one's even talking about. Yeah. And I know there was something on on Twitter. Some reporter said, "Hey, Jalen, uh, would you be up to playing a different position in the NFL?" And then, of course, TJ went after <laughs> TJ the reporter. Like <laughs> uh, why don't you it's fill us in stupid. really quick on you that, know, TJ? That's, I don't. I just you put don't the guy get in the fetal it, you know? position. I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of. Well, we saw it last year with uh, a couple of years ago with Lamar Jackson. You yeah. know. This guy should be a receiver. This guy should be this, this, this. I mean, he kind of comes out, shuts everybody up. You see it again this year. Jalen Hurts is already getting asked, you know, if he wants to switch positions. It's like, at what point do you just – it's – listen, I and I got into it with a reporter earlier today about, you know, it's part of the job. I get it. But it's disrespectful. You have this guy who's an All-American quarterback, you know, and, and not only at Alabama, he goes to Oklahoma and throws for whatever, 5,000 yards, and the guy's throwing for 80 touchdowns, whatever, 12,000 yards in his career. I mean, come on, dude. You're going to ask this dude who's obviously one of the best college football quarterbacks, you know, to come out this year, and you're going to ask him to switch. I think it's just disrespectful. And I think the guys have shown now, and other people want to talk about, well, they asked Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was a terrible thrower. You know, you watch his motion. playoff game, though. It took him two seconds just to get the – I mean, come on, man. You know, that's different. Julian Edelman. Well, Julian Edelman – played at Kent State, and he was an option quarterback, okay? And the guy, he didn't throw for 50 touchdowns. He didn't throw for 80 touchdowns in his career. So, I don't – it just – it kind of pisses me off because <sighs> it's it's almost like um, – it's just – it gets to a point where it just becomes disrespectful. You know, this guy's a quarterback. Let him go out and show what he can do as quarterback and, and right. just, you know, let him do it. Talk and to the Lions. You're the GM. Yeah, I'll we'll draft him in the bit. second round. That's our quarterback. <laughs> we take Chase Young it in the first. Be. Trade our be. pick. Take Chase Young. It could be the next Russell Wilson, you know, Who maybe knows? a third, fourth round guy that comes yeah. in and it's got a hell of a future. Hey, so. great if stuff. They, hashtag if they were smart. If they were smart. Hashtag if they were smart. Ergo, it won't happen. That's right. Ergo, it will not happen. TJ, thanks for coming Patriots on. Stuff. Yeah, thanks, man. The TJ Lang like Show, unnamed right now. <laughs> we need a couple you, weeks. We need your sponsor. We need uh, your picks here. We tell us, yep, tell we'll us what the TJ Lang Show is going to be. It's starting... At the end of March here on NRM Streamcast. Lots to talk about. Uh, Clarence, thanks for coming in, brother. What up, man? All right. Sandman. See you next week, buddy. You bet. It was a crowded uh, place today. It's all good. It's all good. We TJ brought that wisdom. In. You <laughs> got to just listen. You got to listen to the guy, man. Like a Padawan to a Jedi. Hey, let's do it. Hey, we'll do it again on the on the wrap coming up. Don't forget, uh, we got the Terry Foster and Jimmy King. King and Foster coming up tomorrow. Join in for that. You never know who they're going to have on. Hey, where are the guests from Lakeland? The guests from Lakeland? The gifts. Oh, the gifts. Gifts, man. I'm going to give that to you in just a little bit. I, I saw some of the Tigers. TJ didn't want to talk about spring training baseball today. <laughs> we'll save it for Friday too early. when DMAC is in the house. All right? Tom Hasaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett, TJ Lang here on The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>